support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download. It's a very late night for all of us. We don't normally broadcast at this time, so you can expect something really punchy tonight as we uh, analyze the debate that just was, the first debate of this presidential election campaign. And boy, it was interesting. Let me welcome Noel Kassler, Sherry Jacobus, and Greg Oliar. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the show. Hey. Um, I'm going to just go around the horn here. I know what I thought, but uh, let's start with you, Sherry, because you are a former Republican uh, <laughs> operative. Uh, strategist, call it what you will, someone who was really familiar with the game plan. As you were watching tonight, what did you think of tonight's debate? I thought that Trump was the monkey in the zoo flinging his own poo at the moderator and his opponent. I mean, that's what it was. This it was. was this was unbelievable. Um, I am a former Republican, and if I had ever been thinking that someday I would return to the party, I, I think this pretty much convinced me that never in my I just can't in my lifetime. It, I can't. Anybody that is supporting this, um, this can I curse on your show? You can curse. You can curse. It's a curse for anybody who is supporting this shit show. Trump is is just not anybody to be taken seriously. And I I don't want to be. You know, they can say they're reformed later on, or they didn't know any better. But th this, you know, I can forgive them for maybe 2016, but this is ridiculous. Um, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. Uh, I, I think that Chris Wallace, you know, he's taking a lot of heat on Twitter and social media. Um, I haven't he seen tried that. to is get he taking a lot of heat. I haven't seen that. Why? Is yeah, he they're saying that he's he's horrible. Um, look, a moderator has to be willing to cut the mic, and that's all they needed to do. They needed to cut Trump's mic uh, when it was not his turn to speak. Period. And instead, I think that somebody somewhere liked this shit show yeah. they liked the poo flinging and they think it's great for ratings we are back in 2015 2016. I mean, it is Didn't one of those things that does make for good ratings. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you've got two men there that have to handle themselves and they have to be able to handle challenges uh, from other strong men or other strong leaders, or other strong people around the world. And, you know, that's part of real life as much as Chris Wallace can be there to sort mm -hmm. of uh, step in. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, I thought it was a bit of a tie, to be honest, between the two of them. I thought Trump definitely had won on style. I mean, he was just more... <laughs> You know, he's just a much bigger personality, even though clearly Biden wins on everything else. Uh, but, you know, style matters a lot in these. In these Depends what people are looking for. I yeah. don't know. Um, Greg, I, what, I, it was embarrassing. Greg, what do you think? I think I, I, I don't know. I think I've come around. I think I'm going to go full MAGA now. I, I think he sold me tonight. So. Um, I <laughs> finally transformation. You, you were an undecided. <laughs> I'll say this much. This is the first time that that my wife and the two kids and I have sat around and watched television of any kind together for more than 15 minutes since I don't even know how long. And the kids watched the entire thing, mostly laughing at Trump and just astonished at how dumb he was. I felt like um, I saw this movie. Do you remember that movie called Glitter? Yeah. I think it yeah. was like, yeah, it was like really a bad, right? It was one of those movies that got really terrible reviews and you think, oh, I'm going to watch this to be fun to see how bad it is. And then we were watching it and it just, it was, 
it wasn't like fun bad. It wasn't showgirls bad. It was the sort of bad that makes you suicidal and want and question your your ability to live as and function as a human and all the life choices you've made. And it just sucks all of the good nature out of you. And I felt like that's what the debate was. I yeah. can't believe that there's going to be more of them. I if I were Biden, I'd be like, I'm done. I'm not. I'm not. The, yeah. the, the guy um, LB tweeted out something. and I'm going to mutilate it. But she said, um, you know. Trump is a rapist, and that's what he does. That's what rapists do. They just bully, 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 yeah. hammer, hammer, hammer until you relent. And like, what's Biden supposed to do in that forum? What's Chris Wallace supposed to do? What you're supposed to do is just punch the guy in the fucking head, but you can't because it's he's the president, and it's it's a debate. It's it it you know, and th that's it. I mean, cutting the mic would have been good, but you still be able to hear them. I think there's nobody there. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's difficult. No, you've it's had an to impossible handle, position. You've had to handle Trump on uh, on occasion. What do you mean? What do you have to do to make Trump shut up? And uh, what should Chris Wallace have done differently? Well, like Sherry said, they should have cut the mic. I mean, they should have known what yeah. they were going up against. And, you know, that was like snuff porn. You know, that's what Trump gets off on is violence enforcing his will. <laughs> Greg said it right. And LB said it. What I tweeted out, you're looking at the guy who who sexually assaulted women his whole life. You're yeah. seeing that anger. Rapists are not doing it for because they're horny. They're doing it because they're trying to be violent towards women and force themselves on a situation. And that's what you saw. You know, you saw a guy who knew he was unmatched intellectually. He was unmatched in terms of class and composure. So he went with the only thing he has in his playbook, which is just like, I'm going to steamroll everybody else and polite society won't mm -hmm. stop me. And that's what we saw. Polite society didn't stop him. You know, right. Chris Wallace didn't cut him off. And to me, what it felt like was, have you ever watched a fight on the subway or in a high school hallway? Mm -hmm. You know, there's this feeling you get in your chest where you almost get sucked into the anger. And I feel like that's what happened. I feel like everybody's going to have an emotional hangover from watching that tonight. That yeah. was not healthy. Yeah. And that was not a good moment in Americans, America's history. That was not, a, that was not civics. That was like, you know, that was just some bad that, okay. We used to call yeah, it the shit show on apprentice and that's what it was. It was the shit. Show. Yeah. That's no. what I call it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sherry. I, I was during all of this. I texted a friend of mine who is an independent, a former Democrat independent, who is a polling expert. Um, and uh, I asked him, I said, how is this playing? He said, he says, I don't know yet. He doesn't know. And he's been doing this forever and has, you know, a pretty good feel for this stuff. He's one of those people that can kind of see around corners. And he and he honestly didn't know, because the truth is we've normalized Trump to the point where um his his supporters like this and there's enough uh independents out there that are kind of looking maybe at third party people if you're looking at third party and you're watching this i mean is this is this what people like and th the truth is and i hate to say this but there are people who like this there are people that i know who like this and that's frightening Mm -hmm. like Look, I think that not only people like it, I think people expect this. His base certainly expects this. His base is expecting mm -hmm. him to stand up to the liberal left and, and to do, you know, rub his nose at polite society. And he did it. So, in fact, I think that that part really works for him. The fact that he's impolite and he's rude and he, he's gruff and he doesn't follow the rules. That's sort of why they elected him.
The problem is his policies suck and, and they're ruining the country and democracy is at risk. And I don't know if that came out in enough as a, the stakes weren't emphasized quite enough, I thought, by Biden today. In the next debate, it would be great to see if those stakes could be, you know, underlined a lot more. Even though I, you know, Biden did a terrific job on a bunch of things. I thought he, he really did well on, uh, on healthcare. He really did well on race. Those two things were really stood out for me as being exceptional. Um, what were some of your highlighted points? What were the things that worked for you? Um, let's start with Greg. Well, I mean, when he called him a clown, I mean, that yeah. was just great. Because you have to, you know, honestly, at this point, you need the zingers. And, and that's, when, that's when the entire household here erupted with laughter and, uh, <laughs> and rejoicing. Um, and the other time when he said, oh, just shut up already, or whatever he said. What, what, what was the exact yeah, phrase? He said, yeah. Would you please like just shut up? Yeah. I mean, because you think to yourself, what, you're in this position. What, would, what are you even supposed to do? I mean... The polite thing, I think he handled it very well in a sense of he's trying to be calm. There was a lot of times he just looked at the camera and sort of just said, please, I'm begging you, you know, let's talk about this. Let's get out of this bubble of, of crazy. And he didn't really take the bait. You know, when Trump was hitting him about Hunter, the ba 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 ba, all he said was, we could spend all night talking about your kids. And he didn't go there. And I wanted him to go there. I wanted him to say, how much money did Ivanka make in the White House this year? Let's Why is she about, working yeah. in the White House? Right. And, and I thought, and the, even and the, when he said the, at the end. Uh, trademarks and all of that. Can we stop at Hunter a little about, bit? I want to explore Hunter a little bit more. Do you think yeah. that that landed as an issue for, for the Trump campaign? It's felt to me like the left has sort of ignored this. Um, and, you know, it showed up predictably tonight. Uh, does it resonate out there in, in, in MAGA land? Any of you? Go ahead, Sherry. You I think it does. In Magaland. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it Magaland. does in Magaland. Yeah. Uh, I think that um, it's <laughs> Magaland. I think, I think that as Greg just pointed out, when you if you really want to match up the kids, uh, is this a conversation that Republicans really want to have? So I think it's one of those things that gins up the base. I do know that Trump's ceiling is 46 percent uh we've got about seven percent in there still to play with uh that biden needs to get and of course you have to break it down by the electoral college and now we're actually talking about having to break it down so that this goes all the way to the house of representatives where each state uh delegation congress house delegation gets one vote um we're slicing and dicing it looking at montana as a full delegation alaska as a full delegation uh but i want to I, I think part of the the problem here and, and the challenge for for biden is he can't cover the entire waterfront there's just so much there with trump that he's been normalized uh to the point yeah. where you know for biden to have to pick everything up there and that's why i don't i, I don't think that the hunter biden situation um the appearance of impropriety uh not the appearance of out now not crimes the way that uh that the that the, the trump kids have i don't think people understand it um, I don't think they care because if you're going, if you're on the fence and you're going to care about what the kids are doing, it's very, very difficult to try and understand the Hunter Biden situation uh, uh, where he maybe got some favors, but nothing illegal, I don't think. Uh, and then you look at the Trump kids, it, it just doesn't wash. So I think it might be too late in the game for it to do anything to get Trump over that 46%. But again, as we found out today from some of the polling, uh, the danger now is some of these third party candidates candidates uh in in certain states mm -hmm. um, yeah that's really interesting and we should talk about that in a bit also the idea of the of the not paying taxes i think has really struck people 
really strongly the last few days. I've seen a couple of things on television and certainly on Twitter as well, where people are just being struck by the unfairness of it all. Like, I mean, it's just, you know, and Biden smartly released his his uh, tax uh, mm-hmm. records just before the debate tonight. He had paid $300,000 of, of, um, of taxes last year on a million's worth of earnings. That's, you know, $300,000 versus seven hundred and fifty for this super rich guy. Um, how do you think that was handled tonight? Super and what rich. kind of impact do you think that's going to have on the uh, on the electorate? No. Um, you know, I think the taxes is the issue they need to hammer him on. And what I haven't heard pointed out a lot is that all of his businesses rely on a governmental infrastructure. You know, he owns golf courses and hotels and buildings, all of these things where his customers drive on roads that are paved by U.S. tax dollars. You know, he's taking you know, from our government and from our tax monies to run these businesses that he's not paying taxes on. And I think tonight, Biden definitely missed an opportunity. You know, Biden, Trump kept saying the $3 million, you know, for Hunter Biden. And then Trump said, my kids gave up a fortune to come and work in our government. You know, (laughs) you know, and I think Ivanka declared $87 million last year that she profited. You know, she made a lot more last year than she did the year before, you know, in government, where she's supposed to be serving the people. Um, What do you think, uh, Greg, about the about the tax issue? How's that going to play? I think it's the most important thing. I mean, I think I think having the number 750 is a gift. And it was cool that Chris Wallace, I mean, I like that Chris Wallace brought it up. And Trump didn't, I mean, he tried, he fudged around it and he lies anyway. But I I don't know. I felt like Biden could have hammered it home. I I think I'm almost not the right you know, I'm not the right audience. Like I'm already mm. so in the camp that right. it's, I just am, but I, I, I watched it trying to think of what somebody watching who maybe hasn't been paying attention that much might think. And it's, I, I think he was really just trying to appear as the, the, um, the antidote or the antithesis to the raving madman who's lying and interrupting all the time. And, in that sense, he did, I think, a good job. But if it were me, I would have liked more digs. I would have liked, you know, $750, 204,000 dead Americans, $750. Those are the two numbers. Just repeat them over Mm. and over and over. And, and the fantasy about, I, I, I think by, he did a pretty good job with the COVID stuff. Right. Um, I thought pretty good. Yeah, I thought he really won. That. Yeah, I, I think he because those to, to me, those are the two things. The taxes are new, but the COVID thing is very real. It it cuts across. It, it's not exclusive to one party or another, certainly. So, you know, it's going to affect everybody. Everybody knows somebody that's had it. People know people that have died from it. It's it's a universal issue at this point. So to bring up how badly he's mangled and mismanaged this um, right. I was disappointed not to hear the name Kushner once. I, I, right. I, I think that if you if you threw acting president and if he were to say, well, as acting president, Jared Kushner decided at Trump, I think Trump would lose his fucking mind. Mm-hmm. And I would have liked to have seen that happen, especially with coronavirus. Trump already you know, lost his fucking mind. You know, <laughs> he already lost his mind. Uh, you don't need to bring up Kushner. Let's the talk about, food, about Dr. Fauci, because he came up as being the guy who either did support masks or didn't support masks. I think Dr. Fauci is going to be the one person that's going to be arbitrating this tomorrow and figuring out he's got a very delicate balance because he's on the one hand, you know, Trump is going to be saying, 
you better go out there and tell people not to wear masks when clearly people should be wearing masks. And, you know, more than anything else, the coronavirus is is the front and center of everybody's lives right now. It's the thing that people are worrying about the most. Their kids are going to schools that, you know, they're at risk uh, being infected. We're all mostly stuck at home. Uh, otherwise, there's just a, a, you know, pervasive worry around this. And then and the situation is not getting better. Um, how did he do anything? Did Trump do anything to defend himself in any way today uh, that would have convinced anyone who in the middle of the country, especially in those battleground states, that uh, that he's doing a decent job. Um, no. Go ahead, Norm. No, no. and you know, <laughs> his children, they, his family refused to put on masks when they walked into the hall tonight, according to what I read. You know, so his own family didn't didn't follow the rules of the Cleveland Clinic, you know, who was overseeing the health, you know, one of the top medical institutions in the country. So, and and one other missed opportunity was the name Herman Cain. Trump said they're fine, yes. you know, when yes, Biden yes, pushed yes, them. Yes, 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 yes. He said, oh, yes, those was- rallies are fine. Say it wasn't fine with Herman Cain. Right, right. You know, and that was a missed yeah. opportunity that And they were not all outdoors yeah. either. There's one of them was indoors. And, right. and that was the Tulsa was killed yeah. Herman Cain, you know? Yeah, so I mean, it's not true for uh, for Trump to be saying these things are, are being held outdoors and there's definitely not social distancing there. Um, and the truth is we all know that he's not doing anything about this virus. Um, I thought there was one particular line that Biden did so well when he said there are people sitting at their breakfast tables, but there's an empty chair. I saw something to that effect. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, people can't, you know, you can't argue against that. That's just the truth. And and the man who's responsible for that is is Donald Trump. The other really effective line was the one in 500 African Americans. I thought that was oh, really geez, hit home. That's, um, that's brutal. Just, yeah. I mean, people are so sad. It's it's just awful. And, and it is African-Americans and it just brings back the worst kinds of feelings of genocide and, and ethnic cleansing and the worst, the worst of people. Um, and certainly not something America uh, feels, you know, would ever relate to in any way. Now, they still are backing him in the middle of the country in these battleground states. There's still 45% of people backing him. How does that happen? I can tell you how it happens. He's got them convinced that it's all a big lie. Um, I mean, I have I was around uh, a, a group a group of people outside social you know safe social distancing over the weekend, and there was one individual in the group, uh, kind of a newcomer, who insisted that you know not really sure if people are really dying from it. They you know we know for a fact they're filling in death certificates and filling it in when they didn't wow. even have it. It's like no. I don't think so. so and they don't believe this it's is not, happening at all. They don't they, believe it's happening. And so if you, uh, he's holding on to his base this way. And and so I guess it's a somewhat of an encouraging sign that he's he's doing this stuff just to hold his base, uh, just to hold that 46%. I don't see how that gets him over the 46. Again, it's, it's he has to tear Biden down. But as long as he can hold his base by convincing them that this is a hoax, uh, just like with the the Russia hoax, uh, the Mueller report was a hoax, and he does this. Um, and this is what I think is very dangerous: is when he started talking about fake news, and you hear his supporters. They only listen to Fox News. They spend a lot of time on quote news, and they think they're well informed, but they're not. Uh, and they you you'll hear it coming out of their mouths. Well, MSNBC or CNN or the Washington Post or fake news. You say, well, sh- what is it about fake? Well, I don't know. I don't read it, and I don't watch it. So that's a very dangerous thing when you have people who really believe, you know, they're being, they're, to- they're being told, believe only Fox News, watch only Fox News, don't listen to anyone else. And they agree 
to abide by that and then espouse this stuff. And it seems like it's just a real subtle uh, change after, after all the changes we've gone through. But but for me, as somebody who I've worked in politics and, and, and media for, you know, a very many decades. And it, for me, that was a very dangerous thing when people really decide not, oh, well, Fox News is biased one way or MSNBC is biased the other way. We're not talking bias. We are now talking about Americans truly believing that everybody else is lying to them except for Donald Trump, Fox News, uh, Breitbart, you know, Judicial Watch, things like that. Just the really nutty far right people that are getting away with, with saying some pretty crazy things. There's absolutely no check on on it that's new that is all new um what, in, what, is, in what, what can people do about that sherry i mean you know this electorate or this part of the electorate better than anybody how can the truth be you know revealed to them in the next five weeks or four weeks or whatever's left now well for one thing facebook yeah. uh, I, I think they have to get control of facebook uh they you know facebook is putting all this garbage out there most of these people look trump supporters by and large are not on twitter we know that the vast yeah. majority of trump's twitter supporters are 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 fake <laughs> uh and he you know, so his real supporters might be on facebook but for the most part many of them aren't online that's why it's easier to lie to them they watch fox um and uh they might be on facebook which is why facebook is so important in terms of um trump's support and they know it and uh that's why they're all in to help trump and we all know these people if you i go to facebook and that's where i find real actual trump supporters when i go to twitter i don't find actual Trump supporters. In fact, if you look at your Facebook um, uh, friends, a lot of them are what friends from hometown from high school, it's not necessarily your professional friends, it's, it's real It's people from all over, it runs the whole gambit, it represents more your real world. Uh, and you know, you find actual Trump supporters and the, the news and the information they consume is completely different than what um, than what I would consider. They're all Fox News. But these people are not the same as his Twitter supporters. They do not know what he tweets. They don't see it. They don't see the garbage. Unless Sean Hannity is translating it for them, uh, it, they don't even know about it. They wouldn't believe it. They are completely uninformed. It was easy for, for Bill Barr to lie to them about the Mueller report uh, because they never saw all the corrections. And I, and I think this is very very dangerous in our times and right now i see social media uh, be, and cracking down on what is so easily spread through social media as being the best way maybe the only way uh, to really inform people properly so they've got an ecosystem that's exclusively controlled by them and speaks only to that demographic and there's mm -hmm. the only way to really defeat that is to crack open that system is to is to is to break into that into that ecosystem and and communicate the truth to these people that's a very tall and order for the the so-called mm -hmm. you know fake news as they keep saying what what is you know the, they keep making everybody in the media seem like an enemy no one's going to ever believe that the truth is is what it is including you know what could be a genocide could i think is a genocide uh, happening in our country right now i mean it's just it's a shocking um state of affairs and sherry the interesting thing that you pointed out earlier is we've got third-party candidates now in some mm -hmm. of these states that are presenting a bit of a challenge and they don't have to present a huge challenge but they can just chip away at some of the um some of the biden uh support and that could find a way for trump to get reelected. um that who could. are you most consider concerned about in those third-party uh candidates 
you know, I don't even know the names, but there's a libertarian candidate. I think there's a Green Party candidate, and that could make a difference in some states. Again, Trump can't get over that 46 percent. Um, he's that's been his ceiling forever. Um, he could lose a couple. I think today we saw that everything dropped down to 45, but that's where he is. He's not going to get additional votes. They can only take them away from Biden. Um, so that is, uh, um, if you look at Ron Foshe, he does lunchtime politics. Um, you can see it on Twitter, lunchtimepolitics.com. You can subscribe for free. Um, it get, lands in your email uh, inbox. And that's what all the political operatives and lobbyists and elected officials get. He pulls it all together and saves them some time. And today um, he was you know, showing that there's some concern about the third party candidates that on their own aren't any kind of a big deal. Again, I can't even remember their names, um, but they can pull just just enough. Remember, that's why Trump wanted uh, wanted uh, uh, was it Kanye? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he wasn't going to win, mm -hmm. but he thought that he could pull away part of the Biden coalition. Uh, so it is it is a problem. Uh, but again, my main concern is that I think that if voters were actually informed um this would be no contest at all and then what we saw with this debate was trump making sure that biden could not finish a thought could not express yeah. uh any anything that people might understand uh, he couldn't get the sentence out it, it, there was something it, just the most basic fact so trump knew that the way to make sure that his supporters never know the truth is to just keep interrupting interrupting right. so that the thought never gets out so you know biden might have been able to finish a sentence in bits and pieces but he was never allowed to complete the thought so that he could talk to the american people if i just add one more thing at least he looked into the camera and was trying to talk to the american people trump was um turning to to biden and screaming at at, at chris wallace he wasn't trying to talk to the american people he was trying to make sure that joe biden could not Mm. Yeah. That was the mm. sole yeah. That's a very, very good analysis. That's really smart, yeah. uh, Sherry. Mm -hmm. um, Noel, you also said yeah. to me before we got in the air about the physicality, the difference between uh, Trump's physicality and Biden's physicality. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think I froze up a little. It doesn't matter. Oh. But I, you can hear me, right? I can hear you. And I think I can okay, try to get you. So, you know, Biden can be his own worst enemy. You know, uh, there was when, when Trump went after him, how many law enforcement agencies support you? You know, how many of them support you? It's like Sherry was saying, he gets into that bully mode. And if I was an acting coach, you know, to Biden, I'd say, don't don't put your head down. You know, he put his head down when Trump said Good that. Point. And I guarantee you that is going to be a clip that goes viral, probably already by the time we finish this podcast. Mm. They're going to have him looking defeated and they're going to have a Chiron mm -hmm. that says law enforcement doesn't, you know, support Joe Biden. You can't do things like that. You have to keep your head up. You can't, you can't like, you know, it's like living in the city or something. You, you can't show that kind of weakness because, because Trump is feral, you know, he's, he, he's, he's a guy on a subway who's looking, he's a predator, you know, he, he yeah. instinctually goes after people's weak spots and that made Biden look weak, even though Biden is not weak, it it looked weak because Trump was yelling over him, him and saying the law enforcement stuff. And like Sherry said, he he doesn't want he doesn't he doesn't want Biden getting a chance to talk to people, and he doesn't want anyone else making points. They want to control the narrative, like she said, yeah. like you know Ratcliffe today released oh, DNI Ratcliffe, you know. 
released Russian Compromat, like released a BS thing. And it was all over Facebook, mm. you know, by four o'clock. And it wasn't true, but it doesn't it's matter that it's not true. It's not true. It's Russian propaganda. It's absolute right. Russian propaganda that's being released by our head of intelligence and by Trump's head of intelligence. I mean, this right. is, you know, if, if collusion were a crime, we're watching it happen right now yes. in real time. In fact, it's not a, the name of a crime, but a conspiracy to, to cheat in an election yeah. is, and we're watching it happen in real time. What happened today was, was exactly that. And yet, you know, there's just all this nicety still going on on stage, which I, you know, it's, it's what do you do? I mean, what can you do? There's no, it's just the way the reality of the world is right now. Even the, yeah. the that, that Ratcliffe thing, I, I was reading the actual letter and it doesn't really, the, the, the way the media portrays it isn't what the letter said. The letter said somebody to the effect of, oh, the Hillary campaign was engaging in, in talks because they wanted to figure out a way to make it a thing in the campaign to go after Trump for his Russia ties. Right, which is And it's like, um, yeah, she yeah. did that in the fucking debate, right. you know, when she, she called him the Putin's open. puppet because yeah. there were Russians. So even their their lying piece of shit Diza document, it, it isn't even that effective because of course Hillary should do that. It's true. He is in bed with the Russians. I loved, I, it took Putin, I took Putin, it took Joe too long to get to Putin, but I was so happy. Before, in the closing thing, I, I said to my family, I'm like, come on, talk about Putin, talk about Putin. Yeah. And then I clapped a lot when he did, but he should have. Putin's puppy as well, which I quite like. That'll Putin's be a hashtag puppy. by the end of today. Yeah, I, tonight, I, think he, I don't great. think he meant to say that, but I think it, it was really great. But it's, it's going <laughs> to stick, I think. No, um, it's, it's better. No, you because yeah, he hates dogs too, you know. <laughs> right, right. He doesn't have one, right? Uh, Noel, you mentioned, you know, we spoke yesterday about the the New York Times expose about the taxes, which has been incredible. Um, and this, the follow up was about how much money he made off The Apprentice, which you worked on as well uh, for seven seasons, maybe longer. Six, six seasons. Six. All right. Yeah. So you know what world happened there, and you know the transformation of uh, Donald Trump from beginning to end. What was your thoughts about that piece and do you think it completely gave people a picture of the of the financial incentives that surrounded the apprentice for donald trump i think it absolutely did you know and and i've been speaking out on this stuff for a couple of years and what i would always tell people is that it was an illusion you know i think the last time or first time i was on your show i talked about how when mark burnett showed up at trump's office the furniture you know the couches were all threadbare the furniture was all dented up and there's like 12 people looking, you know, working there. And they were like, you don't look like a billionaire. So they had to go out and rent the furniture, you know. So they created this image, which is easy to do in television, to make him look powerful and flying around in a helicopter. When in reality, he was broke so much so that that's why he signed up all his children. You know, they all came on the show so they could get a SAG after wage and a per diem. You know, wow. 125 cash a day. And they would ask for double per diems. You worked in TV. Like yeah. they would go to the production coordinator and say, I didn't get my per diems for the week. And they'd be like, I already gave it to you. And they'd be like, no, you didn't. And they double dip. And, you, you know, that's how like petty they were. So they were a family of grifters, you know, getting a free lot, free ride, free lunch. Like I wasn't exaggerating. They would take the craft service. You know, that's why serious? I call Eric Trump. Yeah. <laughs> He would take all the Twizzlers, you know, those big boxes of red Twizzlers. On. He would take them. That's where the nickname Twizzlers comes from. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. That's, like, that's yeah. fascinating. And Don <laughs> Jr. would take the power bars, you know, the oh. cliff bars that are like yeah. two bucks a pop. They're, 
They're well, those petty. are expensive. Yeah, right? those are. I know, expensive. but I'm saying, look, <laughs> if you're a billionaire's kid in real life, yeah. you're you're doing dressage. You know, yeah. you're riding horses up in the countryside. You're on a catamaran somewhere. These kids are like hanging out on a set in New York City, trying to get free craft services. So the point is, they were broke, but like you just mentioned, there's a ton of money in it because Trump knows he is charismatic. Whether we want to admit it or not, his name and his mm. bluster. If you get him in the door, he's going to license that. So that article pointed out like the businesses that he was involved in all went into the ground. But the ones that other people were running were actually kind of profitable because he was just lending his name. You know, and some of them like ACN, video teleconference phones were completely corrupt. But he didn't care. It's a 99-cent Big Mac or whatever it was, you know, that he got his first lucrative commercial. Right. Or a video phone or a real estate seminar. I'll teach you how to be rich. He's a grifter. So any opportunity to make money, he's going to. And that's what he's doing in Washington. You know, he's not interested. I mean, there's the, the fact that he's faked so much of this, the fact that The Apprentice was such an illusion. I don't know if that's really sunk in yet. And it's a real opportunity, I think, for Democrats to really push this through. Because one of the things that makes the MAGA world so uh, you know, so supportive of him is that they've been indoctrinated for 10 years uh, in The Apprentice. You know, they were able to, so they think he's a successful businessman and he and he's not. But there's a real opportunity now to hammer that home that he is a fraud. There was nothing real about that. And more than that, there's a millions and millions of dollars that he's stolen, um, you know, and that's the thing that, right there. Yeah. 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 No, that, that's part. what I think is important. Not not so much The Apprentice, because I'm not sure that the people who could be swayed uh, or convinced to not, if they're on the fence, uh, those that are gettable, I'm not sure that they, I mean, if you actually think The Apprentice is real and care about it at all, <laughs> you're probably not going to be swayed. I do think, though, and I, to, to Greg's point earlier, was uh, that $750 to pay for his ta- his taxes, That is that resonates. Mm. And that's something that people, I think, really do care about when you can show that he's a tax cheat and look at what he's spending our tax dollars on now for himself. Uh, if everybody did what Donald Trump did and not pay their taxes or only pay a fraction, uh, then Donald Trump wouldn't be able to pay for, you know, the golf carts for the Secret Service and all of his golf trips and all the money that he's taking from us. There'd be no money for that. Um, you know, his hotel would 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 go down because that's all. You know, look at look at everything that we're paying for and what he's grifting. And so I think if you make that connection, that he doesn't pay his taxes, but you do, and you are there to support his lifestyle and that of his kids, and I think that resonates to people who. Um, who probably never took The Apprentice seriously anyway is anything other than entertainment. When you're talking about people who actually pay taxes, then it's a little more personal. It's your your pocket, you know? Yeah. And I, fairness, I think that... It's fairness, but it's also money that he's taken, he's stolen from the American people. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's not, you know, this is theft. And I, you know, people always are saying that he's lost the money or whatever. He's a loser. He stole the money because it's gone somewhere. He was not that yeah. bad a businessman. It's gone somewhere. It's probably in an offshore holding somewhere. Or if it was even his money originally, it's, it's potentially was money laundered through some of his enterprises. I mean, this is not just someone who's got to pay his taxes or failed to pay his taxes. He's deliberately stolen this money from the American people. And and that I think will will really resonate um hopefully in the next in the next few weeks. Let's do a quick round quickly on what you'd like to see happen next. Like if you if you could give Biden 
and Trump a little bit of advice, if you want to give Trump any advice, but let's give Biden some advice um, on what they could do better in the next debate. Let's start with you, Greg. Oh, God. Um, I hate to say it. Have, have Kamala do it for you? You know, <laughs> I, 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 I did find myself uh, at several times during this thinking, oh, man, if it was her. Oh, man, if it was her. Yeah. She would never stand for this and this and that. Um, but, you know, bygones, bygones, whatever. Um, I, I just think he has to simplify it. Like, you can tell when he talks and he gets tongue-tied because he has, you know, he has that stuttering issue that he's always had. Um, you can tell he knows what he's talking about he, and that he's smart. But I really wish they would just simplify it. And just It's just about the numbers. 750 and then whatever the, de- the death toll is. That's mm-hmm. it. That, that, those are the numbers. This is what he's supposedly worth. How much did you pay? This is what he paid. Because, Sherry, I think you're right. When, 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 um, when he was first elected four years ago, I wrote a piece called How to Get Rid of Donald Trump, an Action Plan, um, which a lot of people read at the time. It was, it was, for me, it was very viral. Um, uh, and what I said was, this guy's stealing. He's, he's not paying taxes. The conflicts of interest are so rife and so disgusting that the Republicans tend to be people that don't like to pay taxes that much. So if they understand how much money this guy's taking out of their pockets, they will get pissed off. Mm -hmm. Because one thing people don't like is to be made a fool of and lose money, Mm -hmm. right? That's what I thought four years ago. And then I learned about the Russia stuff and I was like, okay, maybe this is the way. And I went down in in that direction, but I I haven't changed my thinking that if people really understand just how much money he's stolen, they would be pissed off about it. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, torch and pitchfork, you know, pissed off because Mm -hmm. he's, he's, He's a great, he's an old school, like the guy in the music man. He's going to sell you the instruments and leave town. That's who he is. Yeah. Uh, or a Russian oligarch for that matter. He's going right. to skip town. He's going to take everything of value. He's going to steal the shower curtains out of the hotel mm-hmm. and then he's going to be gone. They've That's who locked- he is. That's who he's always been. And Biden needs to frame him in those terms, I think. I don't know what how do to do that, the- but. What did you think about the peaceful transition of power? Did you feel like, uh, I missed some of that at the end as I was setting up here, but I felt like that was a contentious issue. Um, and especially as it related to, uh, you know, he was just arguing that there's not a lot of uh, fairness for for, um, for the Trump campaign, which is ridiculous because they've got a, a post office system that they're rigging. They've got this entire infrastructure. They've got foreign collusion. They've got the Russians and the Chinese doing work for them in trying to subvert these elections. And yet he's somehow claiming that he's a victim of fraud. I mean, that's, that's outrageous. What do you think they could I do could about feel, that? I could yeah. feel Sherry's blood pressure going up from here. Yeah, could, okay, Sherry, what uh-huh. do you think? <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, he's he's getting away with it. He was saying things tonight that have already been proven false. And he even claimed that all of those nine votes that they found in a trash can um, in a wastebasket in Pennsylvania were um, were all for him. And, and, you know, because that's what people want to do if they're trying to get rid of votes and hide them. They throw them in the office trash can rather than take them down the river or burn them. Uh, and that obviously has already been out there that it wasn't fraud it was a mistake it was a temporary worker uh and they were actually thought they were following the rules set forth by the republicans uh, trump knows it's a lie so uh, you know there's 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 
<laughs> the only fraud that's out there is is, is him. He's already signal. He's already uh, let us know that what he wants to do is create chaos. He's not going to accept the election results, uh, and we've known for a while, as sad as it is, that Biden has to win by decisively and by a landslide uh, in order to actually have the will of the people uh, be accepted. Um, and we have these extreme situations that people say it's not going to happen. You're not going it's, to. It's, he expects it, obviously, to go to the Supreme Court. He's admitted this is why I want a That's Supreme Court justice. They didn't care about it in 2016. Yeah, in 2016, uh, Republicans were absolutely fine with having eight justices and making sure that almost one full year before Barack Obama's term was up, that he was not going to have uh, his his. Uh, his person confirmed or even get a, even get a hearing and that was it so now you've got people like ted cruz out there you know making the opposite argument and no one cares uh, Trump supporters don't care. I don't think they, they don't really care about understand. Roe and, they don't care about Roe and they don't care about the Affordable Care Act? They don't care about Roe. In fact, most Americans, um, and the polls came out, including a lot of Republicans, do not want Roe overturned. So anybody that says, well, I have to vote for, for Trump because it's all about the abortion issue. Well, you know what? Uh, he had uh, the White House, the House, and the Senate. He's never did He's never done anything about it. And frankly, mm-hmm. he's not going to do anything about it. Republicans don't want to get rid of the issue. I'm not sure Democrats want to either, but Republicans need the evangelicals, part of their coalition. Uh, if they really cared about all but eliminating, eliminating the need for abortion and really eliminating abortion, they'd be, and I've said this before, they'd be handing out the morning after pill, like from Pez dispensers everywhere. It's cheap, it's safe, uh, and, it, and it takes 72 hours uh, for it for someone to get pregnant after they've had, say, unprotected sex. Uh, You don't hear so much about it. The morning after pill is not the abortion pill. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if this were widely used, if everybody knew about it, um, the evangelicals would not have any reason to vote, vote Republican. There'd be nothing there. They might actually have to try and be actual Christians and look at... um, uh, things they might want to be focusing on, like kids in cages and you know civil rights and what's been going in Black Lives Matter and things like that. So the abortion issue is nothing but a political hammer that Republicans want to use uh, to beat Democrats over the head. They don't really the care ASA? about the issue. And this means that's resonating with. I mean, must resonate. Do people want the, what? the, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare? <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I don't think they quite understand what uh, the November. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they understand what the Supremes are actually going to be doing on November tenth. Mm. Um, and I, I don't think they understand that with seven million Americans infected with COVID, just that we know of, and these are just the ones who have been tested. Uh, that many, I mean, millions and millions of us are going to have long-term or lifelong health issues because of COVID that will be pre-existing conditions, and so I, it is one of the travesties. It, worst travesties I've ever seen that Republicans, Trump are out and out lying about what their intentions are with regard to pre-existing conditions and what they're going to be doing on November 10th. And the so-called executive order uh, is is just, I mean, this is something that's going to cost lives. This is something that's going to be, this is something that's going to affect uh, Americans more than anything else. And they're being lied to. Yeah. 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 And what can Biden do differently in, in the next round if you were giving him advice? Um, first of all, I think that his people need to have a serious conversation um, with uh, the next debate moderators and maybe with the debate commission. And they have to, they must adopt um, a practice where the mic can be cut off, period. And it'll happen only once, once Trump is embarrassed and the mic is cut off. And it, and it has to happen. It absolutely has to happen. And have them uh, standing far enough apart where um, if Trump starts screaming, uh, it simply won't matter or he'll be 
really embarrassed. But if he knows his mic is going to be cut off, I don't think he'll do it. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a showman. So he knows the impact of that, uh, as Noam sure knows. Yeah, and so I, that's the best thing they can do. Otherwise, Biden has to continue to look in the camera. And as, I forget which one of you guys noted that he shouldn't look down. Was, was that, I forget. He should not no, be looking no, down. Yeah. yeah, no, he's right. He should not be looking down like that. Um, I, I think that having a couple of good zingers is good. Uh, but I think that he does need to work on being able to get a sentence out very clearly uh, what he means and then follow up on it instead of trying to explain it first and then say what he's going to be what he wants to say one line and then and then everything flows from there so that if you miss yeah. the rest of it you don't miss it but see yeah. trump can anticipate what he's going to be saying he sees him you know doing this explanation and he cuts in so i mean i hate to say it but you know biden has to spit it out first knowing mm. that he might be cut off but again they have to go to the debate commission and go whoever's making and they have to say you got to cut off the mic and the format could be different. I mean, they sort of in, invited interruption in the beginning uh, segments, at least. I don't know if the, later on they, they had more segmented rules, but, you know, there should be no interruption in this particular case if he's going to be like this, you know. If he's going to be so so intrusive in, in Biden's conversations, they should have two minutes each to state their case and then maybe a debate like old school debates used to be. Um, yeah. This one felt very, very uh, interrupted. Uh, I Noel, was thinking what, about what he, what he could do. I, I think Wallace could have been like, Okay, that's it. We're done, and just got up and left and with Biden, <laughs> I, and then leave Trump there yelling. I was thinking exactly the same like, thing. I thought, wouldn't it be yeah. something if Wallace just called it off? He was like, "Okay, I'm done. This is something. I'm not going yeah. on. This is not, not happening." I mean, yeah, yeah, you that's can say like the a, American like people deserve trip. better than this. Yeah, yeah. 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 You want to talk? You talk. Mommy and Daddy are going to be in the next room. Goodbye. Right. What, no, one the, one thing though, I was ready to tweet out that because uh, it sounded to me at first that that Chris Wallace was making it sound like it was both of them. He was chastising them both, but then. Um, and I was just ready to hit the 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 sent you know the tweet button, and then he yeah. said, "Frankly, Mr. President, it's more you than him. No, it's been more you than the Mr. Right. Biden." And I thought, yeah, "Thank yeah. goodness, save me a tweet." And Wallace is very so, respected you know. on both sides, and I think certainly within the Republican world, he's he's highly regarded. So he's leaning against Trump on that, at least as, on the interruptions. Will hold some sway, I think. You'd think. I don't know. Uh, Sherry, does does that work in? No. No. Doesn't really. Maga's Maga's going to hate Chris Wallace. They're all going to attack him now. Remember they what they did to, to Megyn Kelly. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. For and he even and laughed a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Chris that's even true. laughed at one point along with Trump, which I he thought was yeah. somewhat in, unforgivable. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Can, can I just say one thing, Sherry yeah, and, and Greg made some great points. If I was coaching Biden, I would tell him to practice for the debate or think about the debate as if somebody was watching it with the sound off, you know, because mm -hmm. we communicate mm -hmm. with much more than our words. So I would have him train as if, you know, he was going to make his point in confident sort of physicality, not right. not the aggressive, confused, belligerent, you know, nature that Trump would have if you turn the TV off. But like Greg and Cheryl said, one confident one-liners you know hey buddy you charge the secret service more for a golf cart than you pay in a tax in your federal taxes <laughs> in a there year you, you charge them more in a day you know you know yeah. really people are unemployed right now we got yeah. a one check for 1200 bucks six months ago 
<laughs> you know, things like that. How much does a good bottle of wine cost at uh, the Trump Hotel? It must be well over $750. I mean, it's just the insanity of, of right. uh, you know, of how much she paid in taxes is, is insane. Um, but people people are okay with him being a rich guy if they, they think are. he really made his money. And But if they think that he's stealing it from them, I think they'll change their mind. They'll have a are they okay with the fact that he's not paying taxes? Probably not. I mean, at the end of the day, that's not going to strike them as being fair. Um let me uh, ask you each then about um, the, uh, let me just get, gather my thoughts here because I almost had it, uh, the Portland issue. I did want to discuss Portland a little bit because law and order is such a big factor. And he kept talking about the cities being in disarray, about the, um, the, the, the amount of uh, increased violence over the last few months. There was been murders, there's been all, uh, you know, the protests. His, his law and order message is actually working a little bit in some of those uh, territories where people are concerned about this, you know, just a, a lack of, of, of law and order. Um, I think he actually did pretty well on that because I don't think he was able to, I don't think Biden was able to, to counter that as effectively. When you think about how much of the violence is actually caused by people that we now know are like Russian operatives in in Portland, for example. We know that that uh, that entire organization um, who held that rally preceding that violence, um, this guy has some roots with uh, you know with the, the Soviet Union. He's a, he's of Ukrainian descent. He's got some criminal history. So there is something in there that I think we can you know that Trump might be doing to accentuate the violence or to accentuate um, the the tensions in these cities. And yet he's the one again who's saying he, he'll be the one who comes in and fixes it. Do you think that that issue of Lord Order is, is working um, in, in this world for them? Any of you? Can, uh, can I jump in real yeah. quick and then I'll shut up? Yeah. I had already mentioned Biden sort of lost that moment that he wasn't the law and order president. But the other thing he should have said is Trump basically admitted to an extrajudicial killing. You know, he mm. talked about sending the federal marshals in and he said, we took care of him real good. You know, we shot him down on the street. Right. Like that's illegal. You know, that to me that crossed a line. Yeah. That was like a, that was like yeah. the guy in the Philippines, Duarte or something. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? He he was just like, I killed that scumbag. Like that's not who we are. We arrest people and bring them to trial. And they, they get, you know, tried by a jury of their peers. We have law and order, but it's fair and it involves due process. So I think Biden needs to to somehow make that equivalency like, yeah, sure. I want safety in the streets, but I don't want armed thugs killing innocent people before they get a chance to, you know, have and their also day. Don't outlaw presidents, you know, and, uh, right. and an attorney general that's uh, spending all his time covering up for that president and every one of his cronies. Um, let's wrap it up there for tonight. It's been a really fascinating hour. Thank you guys for staying up late. It is late and uh, we'll do it again. Next time there is a big debate. I don't, I don't know when the next date is. Do you guys know when the next one is? Um, never, hopefully. There's a return of this one. I think Biden can come back stronger than, uh, and uh, like Obama did in 2012, I think there's an opportunity to, to toughen up in this debate uh, skills. So we'll see what happens. Thanks again for joining us on Narrative, and we'll be back on Friday. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks, Ev. Do you want to advertise on Narrative Live? Well, we have partnered with AdvertiseCast to handle our advertising and sponsorship requests. They're great to work with, and they'll help you advertise on our show. Please email sales at advertisecast.com or visit our show notes page. You'll find that in your podcast player where we describe what's on this week's show.